First Timothy chapter two. We're going to start there, <clears throat> and um, we're going to start here in verse three. So First Timothy chapter two, verse three. <clears throat> For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, and come unto the knowledge. Of the truth. Father, we thank you once again for the time that we have to study your word. And as we take a look at this information, uh, may we remind ourselves uh, the purpose for which we're, we're developing, developing this information, uh, that we might be able to witness more effectively, not just uh, when it comes to salvation, but also uh, to those that are coming into the knowledge of the truth, uh, that it might be to the honor and glory and praise of your grace. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, what we've done so far, and this is just kind of a follow-up to what we did, what was it, probably 10, 12, 15 weeks, something like that, um, a few months ago, is we started going through um, evangelism training stuff, right? So getting to the point to where we can actually do this first part of 1 Timothy chapter 2, and then that is to present a gospel to folks that they might be saved, right? So go to Romans chapter 3, and this was kind of the, the main issue that we were, we were looking at. In Romans chapter 3, um, what it comes down to, whenever we go to present the gospel, these are the things that we want to make sure that we keep in mind, right? Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Uh, there's three critical issues. First critical issue is man has a problem, right? And here this is, Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when it says for all have sinned, what's that mean? All. Well, who's the all? That's everybody. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's man's problem, right? And that's where we started off before. Verse 24, God says, here's my solution to the problem. Now, me personally, I'm always a big fan of don't talk about a problem if you don't have a solution, Right, because then you're just complaining about a problem, and you've not actually come up with a way to, to to have a solution. And so, what God provides here in verse 24 is here's the solution. Notice verse 24: being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So, man has a problem; all of sin comes short of the glory of God. But God says, "I'm going to here's here is the way to fix this problem." Is God says that he's going to justify us freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's the solution, right? So that's the second critical issue is here's the solution. In verse 25, what God wants us to do is by faith agree with what he says. Verse 25, by uh, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So what God's doing is saying, when he looks at the cross, he says, this is the satisfying payment for all sin, for all man. And that's what God says. And so what he says is, I want you to agree with what I say. Now we know Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we hear the word of God, what happens is, that's where when we, when we hear what God says and we agree with what he says, that's faith. Right, And so when he says that Jesus Christ was a fully satisfying payment, what he asks us to do is to do what? Agree with him that there is a problem, that we're all sinners, that he also, through the grace that he's given us, 
He gives us the redemption in Christ Jesus, and he's saying, agree with what I said. So by faith is how you accept it, right? And that's one of those things when we look at. That's that issue. So the three issues are what? Man has a problem, God has a solution, and the only way to receive that solution is by faith. That's it, right? So when we go out and we present the gospel, and of course the whole context of what we were doing throughout the the evangelism training stuff was I wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page as we move forward with the evangelism. The easiest way to present the gospel really is those three verses. It's the simplest way. Here's a problem. You're part of the all. God says, I'm going to justify you freely by grace through the redemption in Christ Jesus. God made a way to fix that. And then all he asks us to do is agree with him. So being able to present that information. Now, of course, there's a lot of other stuff we can get into, and, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we move on. But, but that's the basic basis of what we're dealing with, right? And so then one of the things we talked about is how is it that you're going to be successful in evangelism isn't how many people you got saved, it's are you presenting the same gospel the same way every single time? That's, that's success. Are you presenting in a clear, concise gospel every single time and not getting caught up in all the other stuff? And one of the things we talked about was remember, when somebody tries to move you off, and they will, then really what that is is the words working, <laughs> convicting them really is what's going on. And they're trying to say, well, but what about if this, that, and the other? I'm like, okay, we'll answer your questions, but let's talk about this first, right? Don't let them pull you away from, from the purpose of why you're talking to the person, whether it's in Walmart, whether you've set up an appointment with somebody at their house, or whether you just go knocking on doors, right? So then we spent a lot of time dealing with that. So what, we were, what we're working on now is... Um, of course, we've got all the gospel tracks up here. So then other things that we're working on is growth tracks, right? And that's the point of what we're doing now is now that we've got the, the basis of the evangelism and being able to take that information out to people, what we now want to do is work on what is it that we can produce in-house to do what to help people be edified to bring them up in the truth and that issue of growth now one of the main issues that we've talked about um, as we're going through here if you notice on this we've got the very first issue is the bible well that's that's going to be what we've decided is one of the first things that a person has just gotten saved that they've trusted in the death burial, and resurrection of christ what we want to be able to give them is Here's how you know where to find the Bible, right? And so then what we've done is, and I started working on this a little bit this morning um, to kind of get the, the layout of it, if you, if, you, if you get that idea. But what we're, what we're going to do is compare verses from the King James Bible with five other of the top-selling um, Bible translations, New Living, New Living NIV, ESV, NASB, and then the New King James. And so then some of the doctrines that we're going to deal with in there is what does the Bible say about itself, security of the believer, 
the Gospels, and of course, that's a big issue that we want to make sure that we see, right? Um, the deity of Christ, um, how to deal with those these and thous and yees and all that stuff. How is it, you know, how, what does all that stuff mean? Um, and then the rapture and the judgment seat of Christ and things like that. Now, one of the things that I've got here is this is, I think it was 12, maybe 14 pages of different things. So, for instance, with the deity of Christ, Bruce brought up a couple of them um, as we looked at it this morning. Um, there's one big one. And I just, I, I just want to throw this out here real quick. Go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. When we look at some of these things, some of them are very just out there. Just kind of, you can't help but but pay attention to them. I want you to notice something real quick. <clears throat> Philippians chapter two, verse five. Let's notice here in verse five. It says, "Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus." Verse six. Who, talking about Christ being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So let me stop there for a second. Did Jesus Christ think it was a wrong thing to think he was equal with God? According to that verse. No. Why? Because he was. <laughs> right? John 1.1, 1, 1, 1, 1 John. We, you know, there's a bunch of verses that we know. You go back when, and, and when you're talking about... When you see Jehovah, the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D in the Old Testament, that's in a reference to the majority of the times when you see that, it's talking about Christ. Now, just to kind of give you an idea, what the NIV does with that, it says that Christ did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. So that NIV... What that does is it does what? It attacks the deity of Christ and says he didn't think he could be God. He didn't think that equality with God is something that he could do, that he could get a hold of. And you start thinking about those things. That's a big issue, right? Um, and, and, and there's a lot of other ones that, that we're, we're going we're gonna to go take a look at as well. Um, just to kind of give you an idea, the whole purpose of this, the first part, is to, we want to create a little booklet that's got, here's what the King James says, here's what the other versions say, maybe five, four or five different verses, little booklets that we can hand out and say, here's, here's some information. Now, one of the things that I will put on here is um, how many errors does it take to affect your Bible study. All right. <laughs> Do you need more than one to convince you? No. Some people might, right? Well, I mean, you think about that stuff, and that's one of those things that, that we're wanting to deal with and go through. Um, another one, real quick um, Romans chapter 1. <coughs> Romans chapter 1, <coughs> look, at, look at verse 3. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 3. He says, Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Um, that phrase, Jesus Christ our Lord, doesn't exist in the NIV. 
That's kind of an important thing, I would think, right? So what I've got is there's, there's those issues that we're going to go through, and I've got a lot of different ones that we can pull from uh, to be able to look at those things. Uh, one of the other issues that we're going to talk about with that is going to be prayer and stuff like that, all right? Now, moving along, <clears throat> and to get us to the point of where, where we're going to be dealing a little bit more with today. So what we've gone through is we want to look at how to present the gospel in a clear and concise way every single time, right? Now, real quick, go over to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and here's, here's the basis, here's the basis of, of why we're wanting to do this, right? So 2 Timothy chapter 2, notice here in verse 1, <clears throat> 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Notice here in verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, what's those next two words? The same. same. Don't change it, right? What you've heard of me, Timothy, what I want you to do is take the exact same thing and do what? Is commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. The whole purpose of this is Timothy is being told by Paul, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take the things that I've taught you, the exact same things, don't change it, take the exact same things, and I want you to commit it to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. The purpose of this is to do what? My, and, and, and I've said this before, me, our, our, our ministry here, it's not successful if this room's full. It's successful if what I'm teaching, you're able to go and teach somebody else. Then I've, I've done what I was supposed to do. And if you're able to teach somebody else and then that person's able to go and teach, your ministry is successful, right? That's the point. That's what Paul's getting at here. So that's one of the reasons why we're wanting to be able to do this is we want to take the same things that we have from Paul and to be able to present that stuff. Now, what we've done with the Bible issue is we've gone through and we've, we've looked at those things. Um, but here's what I want to do. And um, for sake of folks online as well, first of all, we thank you all for being with us. Um, that second section there, our walk, all right? So what I want us to do is we're going to look at these. And everybody's got, everybody's got um, this list. And I want us to be able to look at this list and come up with, is there a specific order that we would want to put these in? Because we've already done this for the Bible. And I want us to be able to make sure that we're making the proper use of all this stuff. Um, and I want to make sure that we're putting things in here that... that uh, that's important. All right. Um, all right. So, so again, for those that, that are online, um, our example, which would be the pattern that we have, Paul after the risen Christ, right? The gospel uh, for us, to us, what things are written for our learning, what things are written specifically to us. Our identification, uh, which is really dealing with Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8. Um, the Dewey thing, which is really big right now. Um, 
just to make sure that everybody's good. The whole purpose, the whole purpose of this here is you've got doctrine, intellect, will, and then emotion. All right. That's the proper order in which we should live. The majority, the majority of Christianity and, and, and most life out there today, this is the king. You know, I've said before, a lot of a lot of decisions that's been made over the past few years has been based on emotions, not fact. I mean, you look at the majority of all the stuff that we've got dealing with, it's how do you feel more than what do you know is right? Because what, what our culture is doing is saying, well, this matters and that will create what is true. And it's the exact opposite of what, what, what it's supposed to work on. One of the things that goes along with that is this issue of you've got fact, faith, and then emotion. You have to know something. And you have to have faith in that to be true. Then that will produce an emotion. Now, like I said last time, are emotions bad? No. Can they be misused? Yeah. I mean, you take a look at what's going on with Asbury and stuff like that. That's all this. Now you got other places doing the same thing. It's all this stuff here. Um, so then that's that issue of DWE when we talk about that. So if we take a look at this list, our example, gospel, what's written to us, what's written for us, um, our identification, uh, doctrine, intellect, will, emotion, grace versus law, what we put off and put on, that issue, security of the believer, rapture, judgment seat of Christ, Peter and Paul, if we take a look at that list, and we didn't do this last time because I was wanting to do it this time, is there a specific one of those that we would say that needs to be top thing that we want to be able to say this is where we start? All right, so does everyone agree that that's probably a really good place to start? You've just gotten somebody that's trusted the trust the gospel, right? So that could be that could be one place. What else? You're thinking no, right? Okay. All right, and that's true. I would agree with that. So possibly that one. What else? Because. Yeah, and they don't know, right. right? So this right here, we've already presented the gospel. Now, what this is really dealing with is really this issue of Peter and Paul. So does Peter have a gospel that's different than Paul's gospel? Yeah. So that was the, that was the purpose behind pulling that up. But again, as we've said, when you present the gospel the right way, 
technically you're already teaching right division, right? Because you're not saying, well, let's go to Matthew chapter 6. You have to ask God to forgive you to get forgiveness, right? So you're automatically doing that without even getting into um, all those things. So, um, so that kind of goes along with, that kind of helps take care of the rest of it, right? for us and to us, what's written for us and what's written specifically to us. Because if we know this, then that'll come from that, right? Paul, right? Based upon the information delivered to him from the risen Christ, right? So we want to be able to say, okay, here's what's for us. Here's what's written specifically to us. Um, what that does also is that helps you identify who you are in Scripture, right? And it's not just identify who you are in Scripture, but more specifically, you're not part of Israel, but also that identity has to do with who you are in Christ, right? And I think that's one of those main things that comes out of that if we find out what's written for our learning and what's written specifically to us. Because if you try to go and be... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's going to be a mess, right? Um, what else? So, we've got for us, to us, do we agree that that would be the first thing we want to be able to get? Right? So, this is a person, they've just gotten saved, they know nothing else other than what you've presented to them. And again, that's introducing right division without introducing right division right is letting them know there are certain things written to us and things written for our learning um so then right what would be the second thing then so if we're going to say what's written for us and to us would be first like i said some of that other stuff comes out of that <clears throat> what would be the second thing on that list Yeah, and that, that's what I was saying. Some of that stuff's going to come out of that anyway. To go together or yeah, be second. I think they're kind of in order. All right, and it is, because if you don't know your identity, you can't put on who you are if you don't know who you are. All right, you got to know that first. Um, so we have to know identity first before we can put off our old man and put on the new. Um, so we good with that one being two identity. All right. And, and again, that comes out of this one, right? <coughs> if you find out what's written to you, you're going to find out who you are in Christ, which is Romans six, seven, and eight. Okay. Um, so we good with that being two. Okay. Um, what would be next? Grace versus law. All right, so we've got that goes together. Grace versus law. Um, could we do that with the for us and to us? Yeah, I think that works. Okay. 
And again, this paper that I gave you all is very rough, yeah. So then identity would be two. And we said out of identity, you get what? The put off, put on? Well, let me ask you a question. Um, if you know who you are in Christ, doesn't that also help with your security? If you really understand who you are. All right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you can't prevent that. Yeah. Of course, I went to Christian law after that. I was like, you know, what was all the same, but I'm the same thing. Yeah. And when I learned that Christian law was two different, completely different things totally. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like the Peter was trying to do his calling bless Yeah. And so then two gospels that gets into this. Um and also that grace and law, um, and that would be part of that for us and to us, right? Um, all right. So we're getting we're getting somewhere. So what about? So are we good with for us and to us? You're going to have grace versus law. Peter versus Paul and two Gospels, right? Would that work, you think, all together? And again, you got to think, this is this is a person, and, and you know, you got to think about this. And the way I've kind of framed this before is, think about what you wish you had known the moment you got saved. What were some other things that you wish you would have known next that, you, that might have prevented you from going down that line of thinking of, well, you're, you're spiritual Israel and all that stuff, right? Um, so we've got so would Paul be uh, the example of being number two along with grace versus law and put off the one year um, I think it would go with identity The that pattern so then we've got put off put on all right so that leaves us with so that leaves us with what um, this information which really is the walk in all honesty this right here is the walk right how is it that we, as believers, live our life after we're saved would be that. Um, so would that be, could we do that three? 
So now that you know what's for you and to you and you know who you are in Christ, then that really gets into your walk. Does that work for the third thing? Um, and that walk um, whoops, goes with the judgment seat of Christ. And when does the judgment seat of Christ take place is at the rapture. So then we've got, because that, that doctrine, intellect, will, the whole point of that is, and, and I've thought about it doing this way, emotions, what is their cause and what's the cure? And really the cause is because we're more us focused, what's the cure is that put off, put on. And if you already know that, that process, then that makes that doable if you will right um so we'll do that that has to do with judgment seat of christ um and would we want would we want that to be would we want the rapture to be its own little thing because it is it does take i know but I want, us, I want us to be able to think about, do we want that to be a part of that or its own little thing? Would it be a part of uh, judgment of Christ versus white man judgment? Well, they may not. Yeah, I didn't put that on there, did I? So you got the great white throne judgment. You'd be surprised how many people think that those two things are the same. The judgment seat of Christ and the great white throne. Um, and of course the rapture does take place before the judgment seat of Christ so this is so really that DWE is um, from the time that you get saved until the rapture again that's your walk right you've got the rapture we're taking up you know, the judgment seat of Christ, then we're presented to the Father. Okay. Is that everything? Sure. Then we've got prayer, right? <clears throat> now, I didn't put that up there, did I? Well, that's why I was saying, do we, where do we want to put that? Do we want to put it with your walk or have it by itself separate? Put it with the walk. It doesn't, but you're walking until the rapture. Now, some of us may die before the rapture, but still, you know, We've got that point, everything, everything's done with that. Um, so do we want to put it with that? Like you said, I, I agree. It doesn't really have anything to do with our walk, but it does have to do with our hope, right? Um, and that hope needs to be part of that as well. Um, And I'm thinking prayer needs to be part of the walk. What's the first thing that goes as soon as you understand right division is what? Prayer. 
<laughs> because you spent your entire time after you got saved praying for things that you've already got now. Now you know you've already got it. So you're like, well, I don't have to pray for it because I've already got it. But part of your prayer would be, I thank you, Lord, for the fact that I do already have this, right? So then that's one of those things that would be, I would think, still part of the walk. Um, really, it's, it's, it would be a maturity issue. As you grow, you're going to learn how to pray the proper way, right? Um, Romans 8 says what? We'll take a look at that real quick. Our conference again this year is going to be um, prayer, Pauline prayer. So we're going to look at all of his prayers, or as many as we possibly can. Um, and I always, I always, I always thought this was interesting way that the Holy Spirit put it. Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit also help with our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for, as we ought. Well, what's that tell us? We ought to know. There's something there about our prayer that we should know. He says, but with, um, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So prayer is something that we ought to know, and for the most part, that's where a lot of us kind of fall short sometimes, right? So that still leaves that rapture and hope. I just, I'm, me personally, I'm seeing that as a thing by itself. Well, the only reason I want to put that together with the walk is because that's what the judgment's about, right? It's not about your sins because that's already been taken care of at the cross. But it's your walk is what's going to be. That's the only reason I would think that. Um, now, if we did rapture, like we could do rapture itself and then go a little bit more in depth to the judge seat of Christ. Does that work? Does that make you feel better about that one? Huh. Well, I mean, because that is that is a thing, and we want to make sure that we get that together. And I agree with you. We do need to talk about the rapture as part of that, um, with that being connected to judgment seat of Christ. Um, so have we got everything kind of in order now? Mm -hmm. So then the two Gospels, grace and law, all that together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all that, all that would be together. What's written to us and for us, that is grace, grace and law, two Gospels, Peter and Paul, looking at those things. No, two is the identity stuff. It's a, it doesn't make sense up here, but on my paper it does. So two is the identity, right? Right? 
um, issue there is put off, put on, security to the believer uh, based on our pattern, our example that we have, which is Paul. Um, third would be the walk, the doctrine, intellect, will, and emotions, how that works. Um, <clears throat> that includes the judge of seed of Christ and prayer. Um, just kind of getting into the issue of judge of seed of Christ. Um, we got that, 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 that. And then rapture of the church, judge of seed of Christ, and we want to go ahead and do great white throne judgment there together with that. That way we can take care of that. And we've got prayer, part of the walk. So basically, here's my thought based on what we've got so far is we've got four different things that we're going to do, right? Four different booklets, if you will. One is what's written for us, to us, in, in that would include grace versus the law, the two gospels, Peter versus Paul, right? Second thing would be identification. That's Romans 6, 7, and 8, the issue of putting off and putting on. That would deal with our security, and then that would include Paul as our pattern or our example. All right. Third one would be the walk, the doctrine, intellect, will, and emotions. Um, that would include prayer and judgment seat of Christ. Uh, and then fourth would be the rapture of the church, get more in-depth on judgment seat of Christ and compare that to Great White Throne. Does that sound good? So let me clean this up a little bit, if possible. So one for us and to us. Two, identification. Three is the walk. Four, rapture. And again, we don't want this to be, you know, an 83 lesson series on somebody that's just gotten saved. We want to be this short, concise, to the point, right? So the first part here for us and to us, we've got grace and law, two gospels, Peter and Paul. I think that takes care of that stuff. Uh, the second one, issues of identification, that's... Um, that deals with um, Paul's our pattern, the put off, put on, security to the believer. Three, really dealing with the walk, the doctrine, intellect, will, and emotions. That that would get into the judgment seat of Christ in prayer. And the four, the rapture of the church, more in depth on judgment seat of Christ and compare that or contrast that, I should say, with great white throne judgment. Okay. So that gets all the stuff we talked about last week as far as topics. And it gets it to where we can actually put it in order. All right. And, of course, the whole purpose behind that is coming to the knowledge of the truth. 
Um, that way, somebody gets saved, they can get it right right off the bat and not have to get stuck in in all kinds of stuff. Now, we talked about before prayer being its own thing, but I think we I think the way we do it there, I think that'll work out pretty well. Now, Bob had sent me um, a couple documents um, that we're going to take into account with this, uh, proving the Bible, um, going through some questions and, and answers that he's got there, um, questions for new students, and then salvation and things like that. So um, I think we're on a pretty good little, I think we're on our way. Huh? The Bible's going to be its own thing. Yes. So we're going to we're going to have a we're going to have a set for the Bible, um, and it's basically we're looking at what one, two, three, four, five, five main issues. Uh, what's the Bible say about itself? So what we're going to do is take King James version. Here's what this says. Here's what the other versions say about itself based on verses, right? So some of them that we talked about this morning. We're going to look at the issue of the security of the believer. What does the different versions say about it? What does the different versions say about the Gospels? What you find out very quickly is what? New versions hide the dispensation of the grace of God. They, they hide the mystery. It's not there. You're not going to find it. So being able to show folks that, dealing with the deity of Christ, and then um, the main issue along with those things, would be that, but then also you get the these and the thous and the ye. How do we deal with that? So you're looking at one, two, three, four, five different, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, five different booklets, little small booklets that we're going to make, um, just Bible comparison. Where, where are you getting five in the Bible area? The rapture and judgment of Christ is not going to be a part of that. That's moved down. So it's the first five. So what does the Bible say about itself? Security of the believer, gospels, deity, Christ, these, thou's, and that stuff. All right. So we'll do five with that. And here we've got four for the walk, right? So these would be the four main topics. And within this booklet, we're going to talk about and compare grace versus law, Paul versus Peter, how what the two gospels are and that stuff, right? And just kind of lay that out so that somebody that's never heard scripture before, or even if they had, Here's this. This is how, you know, this is what we teach and kind of kind of get it that way. Second would be that that's kind of the purpose. It's kind of the purpose of saying, OK, here's here's things that we think that we wish we'd have known after we got saved that we wouldn't have wasted a bunch of time trying to figure out religion and then have to unlearn a bunch of stuff. And this is a way to kind of help somebody that's that's really new and just get in it the right way. Get them off on the right foot, yeah. Um, based on this is what we teach. This isn't, this isn't the big Baptist church in town. It's not, you know, we're not, we're not them. And these are ways that, that we can kind of help people come to uh, come to the knowledge of the truth because that's the point of it, all right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so my goal now that we've got those two main things, the Bible, here's this, walk, here's this. 
right? Um, those were the two big things that we all decided a month or two ago whenever we first started this. Those were the big issues that we wanted to be able to, to get. And there's a lot of stuff that comes out of that stuff, right? So then um, what we'll start working on is next week we'll start working on let's look at the verses. Which ones do we want to use for those for the Bible stuff, and then we can start working on the stuff for, for the other ones. Yeah. So I'm going to... Yeah, and I'll, I'll clean this up, and then the, the big document here, I'm going to give everybody a copy of that too, so we'll go through and look at those things next week. Um, and it's just a way to all of us working together to create this for this group that we can take out to folks that we come across and, and, and meet with. So, so the point, the point behind this is we want to be able to let people know what we're doing here, like the basic Bible doctrines that we teach. Um, and this just kind of, this was something that I got from somebody else that I was like, I don't know if we'll do this or not, but it's like um, just a short history of the church, kind of what we went over a few weeks ago. The goals of, of why do we meet? So What's the purpose? Yeah. Yeah. So that we go along with each other to maintain. Yeah. So this is just a here's what here's us, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then gets into, you know, what's the responsibility of the church to the member? What's the purpose of the church is you come together, you fellowship around God's word, you come to a greater knowledge of appreciation of God's word, and then you take that out and you go live it and you present it to other folks. So 